Hey, the turkeys have been going crazy this morning, so if you hear them gobbling, wild turkeys, just enjoy them and use that metaphor however it will be helpful for you today. One of the strange aspects of life is that crisis, for all the difficulty that it carries, can sometimes kind of focus us. And there are times when just ordinary life is more difficult because we get weary of it. This is from Eugene Peterson's book, uh, along obedience in the same direction. And that's what I want to talk about for a few minutes today. Eugene wrote, I don't know what it was like for pastors in uh, other cultures in previous centuries, but I'm quite sure that for a pastor in Western culture, at the dawn of the 21st century, the aspect of world that makes the work of leading Christians in the way of faith most difficult is what Gore Vidal has analyzed as today's passion for the immediate and the casual. Everyone is in a hurry. The persons whom I lead in worship, among whom I counsel, visit, pray, preach, and teach, want shortcuts. They want me to help them fill out the form that will get them instant credit in eternity. They are impatient for results. They have adopted the lifestyle of a tourist and want only the high points. But I am not a tour guide. I have no interest in telling apocryphal religious stories at and around dubiously identified sacred sites. The Christian life cannot mature under such conditions and in such ways. Frederick Nietzsche, who saw this area of spiritual truth at least with great clarity, wrote, The essential thing in heaven and earth is that there should be long obedience in the same direction that thereby results, and has always resulted in that long run, something which has made life worth living. It is this long obedience in the same direction which the mood of the world does so much to discourage. Dallas Willard wrote, page 156 of Renovation of the Heart, that becoming the kind of person who lives within the kingdom of God and has that kind of goodness will not happen overnight. And I want to tell you about a story of a long obedience in the same direction. Mitch and I were able not too long ago to visit a friend of hers, a girl that was her best friend when they were growing up together. In fact, one of the formative experiences for Nancy's life was when her mom used to teach a backyard Bible club in the summers when Nancy was a little girl and go through different pages that would talk about, here's the picture of sin in your heart. Here's the color of the blood that Jesus shed to forgive us. And that was a significant moment for Nancy. We went to visit this woman who now lives with her dad in an assisted care facility. He is 91 years old. He was a uh, clinical psychologist. He actually got his PhD from USC a long, long time ago. And his father had been a pastor that was born in Scotland back in the 1880s. But when he, his name's Tom, when he became a young man, he kind of uh, did not pay much attention to the faith for quite a while. Got married, had three children. And then in 1982, he was in a 
uh, car accident. His car completely flipped upside down, turned over. And uh, he had been drinking at the time and realized God was trying to get his attention and has not had a drink in 40 years since that day. Six months later, his son was in a motorcycle accident and was in a coma for six months. And the doctors told Tom and his wife that he would never recover, likely be in a coma for the rest of his life. And they should just put him in a facility someplace. But instead, they took him home and began to care for him. Six months later, they had taken him to a Fourth uh, of July celebration. And a firework went off. And Tom saw his son flinch. He saw his shoulders flinch. And he said, uh, son, if you're able to hear me, hunch your shoulders again. And he hunched his shoulders again. So they began to care for that young man. And uh, ultimately, he was able to walk after a fashion. They built, they showed me pictures of it, this giant metal cage with uh, straps in it that could keep him up so he could walk through the neighborhood and put his hand up like this. He required quite intense care for uh, almost the next 40 years. And then a few years ago, he had an infection and began to decline steeply and passed away. And his dad, who had uh, been a consultant with the Peace Corps for a while, kind of pioneered psychology in a lot of ways, cared for that son. Uh, Tom's wife, Eleanor, died about 14 years ago. They have another son who uh, has Parkinson's disease, and there has been an estrangement with the wife on that side of the family. And so they are unable to find out uh, where that son is or what his condition is. Tom will keep researching that area and send any information that could be helpful to the only contact that he's got. The daughter, who was Nancy's best friend when they were growing up together, was telling me, I was asking her, tell me about Nancy when she was a little girl. That's always a fun question to ask. And she told about how one time when she and Nancy were having a fight and she slapped Nancy on the wrist and her mom heard something going on and came in and said, what's happening, you two? And she said, Nancy told a lie. She said that she's the one who hit me. She did it to protect me and keep me from getting in trouble. And that's just vintage Nancy, if you know her loyalty, love, quick thinking, doing something that's a little bit wrong and getting away with it, but in a good or noble cause. And then about 20 minutes later, uh, she told me the same story again. She and her dad are in that facility because uh, he is in a walker now, not able to move very well. Uh, But she is suffering from dementia. And so it was quite amazing to just talk with this man and think he's lost his wife. He cared for one son for 40 years and he's passed away. Another child, a son who he loves very much, who has Parkinson's as in a facility where he does not know where, and now he's having to watch his other remaining child go through dementia. And so at a moment when normally that child would be caring for him, he is caring for her, they are caring for each other. And it is the opposite of glamorous. It is just day after day. Nobody would ever write a script like that for their life. I don't know what your day is going to be like, but man, mine looks nothing like that. Paul says, let us not grow weary in doing good. How does he keep going hour after hour, day after day? Let us not grow weary of doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. If we do just 
One of the great temptations in life is just simply give up. It's not worth it. It doesn't matter. And then we see a story like that of somebody who will never be in the headlines, who will never be a hero in this world. And we are reminded we do not become that kind of person overnight. It is a long obedience in the same direction. So today, practice long obedience. When you're doing something that you'd rather not do, maybe uh, maybe a bit of exercise, maybe maybe this right here, maybe meditating on scripture, maybe talking to somebody who can be a little bit of a difficult person, maybe doing a task at work that you'd kind of rather not, just take a minute extra, take a minute longer to keep going, just as a way of cultivating that long obedience in the same direction. It's not complicated. Paul goes on to say, this is in Galatians chapter 6, I think it's verse 10, therefore let us... Uh, do good to all people at every opportunity. That is not complicated. Just do good to somebody today. Let's practice a long obedience in the same direction. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. See you next time.